savage yearning within them, legions compelled by a passion that knows no boundary, a consuming flame that defies plausible explanation, battling the forces of domestication, they find the courage to band together to experience the awesome power of I said this with all due respect. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! broadcast of the masculine feminist has been commandeered by the secret society no man gonna go to a place like a shot in a beer steak man saying we can stop get pancakes and then we'll get laid all right why do you drink ice cold beer on hot mr clavin what else are you gonna do with it to alcohol the cause of and solution to all of life's problems Indeed it is. Welcome back, everybody. I apologize. We've had some sort of a, not a steady schedule going on this year, but this year is my inhaler. Uh, if I laugh too much, um, I will be, I will be inhaling on this. I've had, uh, swine flu, uh, pneumonia, uh, whatever is, 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 uh, North Korea has sent upon the free world. <laughs> um, I indeed have had it, but we were hell bent and determined to, uh, uh, to have a show tonight. So Cave Crew Radio is the name of the show. I'm live in my cave in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, and, um, with the music queuing, I do believe I hear Queens, New York. That's right, live from Queens, New York. I am Sir Big B. And to prove I'm also one of the cool kids, that's my inhaler uh, right there. What is so, it now? Uh, well, you've got one too. I have asthma, so yes, I always have an inhaler. So I'm one of the cool kids, and... uh, I don't find it cool at all. I find it a major pain in the ass when I'm gasping for air and I need to... (laughs) You get used to it. I mean, I've I've had it for... I've had an inhaler for decades. You know, it's uh, it's just become part of me. Um, Of course, the doctor, the first thing he says to me is, uh, you should quit smoking, but... uh, Well, yeah. It's not on the table. I, I don't I don't intend to give up pussy either. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you something uh, something I was I'm excited about that I just heard uh, prior to coming on air. Uh, oh no! I don't know if you know about it, but the XFL is making a comeback. Oh, <laughs> Vince McMahon in 2020. I can't wait. No half times. I mean, 
Do, do you remember when it was on the first time? I absolutely remember when it, it was. On the first time. It was pretty cool. Was there a team in New York or? Uh, yeah, there was. I don't remember what they were called, but there was a team in New York. I actually had tickets to go see an XFL game, but then I decided not to because it was. I remember it was in February sometime. It was fucking freezing. I was like, I'm not going to go watch an XFL game in Giant Stadium. Freeze my balls off. But, you know, before we went on air, we were talking, and we're, we're, we're talking now. Elton John is going on tour, and, 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 you know, all these old guys. Are, Vince McMahon has got to be 90. <laughs> He's still in good shape, though. And, and, and Triple H, I mean, even Shane came back, right? Like, right. I mean, they, they're all, like, just nipping to get this empire, which is exactly what it is. Uh, I Absolutely. And he comes out and, and, and says, I am now starting my own sports streaming service. But why 2020? Uh, he said, uh, I only I saw part of the little press conference he did. He said, uh, two years will give them time to figure out, figure it out and get it right. Uh, right. So I guess he like because I mean the first time the XFL came out it was kind of hokey and stupid and shitty and it was kind of the year. Um, so I guess he's try he's taking a more serious approach this time and there's not going to be gimmicks it's just going to be pretty straightforward football with slight changes. So uh, that's what he's concentrating on. That's why it's taking two years. Uh, now I will I will years. tell you, um, uh, being ill, uh, Jake and I watched the Monday Night Raw. Uh, 25 year anniversary. Right. I didn't see that. Oh, they had, you name it, like all these X Pac, you know, the guy that was in the porno oh, sure. with uh, sure. with China and, and Razor Ramon uh, mm-hmm. walking up there like some kind of a fucking zombie. They were all there Undertaker, everybody. My favorite part of the whole night, Stone Cold. Uh, what? It's not a DDT. What was his move? Um, uh, the Stone Cold Stunner. The Stone Cold Stunner stunned <laughs> Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm telling you, the guys. Look, I know it's fake. I, I'm not. It's great entertainment, but I'm, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm going, you can't stun Vince. His fucking plastic hip will snap. <laughs> He's he's still in good shape. I mean, you know, steroids uh, does a lot for you. Uh, he's well, it kills a lot of people. He what? Right? I say it kills a lot of people. It, it it certainly does, but he's going strong from it. Hulk Hogan's still going strong. You think Vince was on uh, steroids? I think he admitted he was on steroids, didn't he? I don't know. But the, the, how old is the guy? Someone Google it. He's he's in his seventies. He's now remember be. remember when uh, they went on. He went on trial. I've, I mean, this was years ago, when it was the whole big steroid thing. It was him and Hulk Hogan and a few other people about doing steroids and all that. I think he admitted then he, he did steroids. Now did did Vince McMahon ever make a uh, a porno? Not that I'm aware of, no. Because Hogan made one. I think they've all made one. That's all just to get attention. Vince McMahon doesn't need attention. He's got tons of money. Anyway, I I, I don't want to leave this XFL, but can you bring in... uh, Let me get his theme here. Go ahead. 
well, on the heels of the XFL, maybe there will be a team in, in London uh, since the NFL goes there. I do believe I hear London calling, though. Do I? They're still with us. Yeah, with ya. This is London calling. It's Choo Choo Stew. Good evening, chaps. He looks like he's like in the Blair Witch Project or something. I, he's he's in like an actual cave, like with him and his microphone. He's 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 he surrounded. Just, he's surrounded by black. The only thing you see, he's like Max Headroom. Now you, <laughs> now you remember when he first joined us? It was uh, like in his car and all that. We always talk about that. This is how I pictured him looking back then. Yeah. Just in complete darkness and just him sitting there all creepily. That's Sipping exactly something. how I would have looked. <laughs> but anyway, you two just talking about um, making a porno. Was oh, God. We're still talking about football. Just... <laughs> no, you were talking about making a porno. Okay. I think that's got to be on my bucket list. You want to make a porno? And I, would, I would like to be the pizza boy <laughs> who delivers the <laughs> Wait, wait. Now, now, now you have to describe the scenario. Is it a, a MILF? Is it a young teen? Is it, uh, you know, what's, what's the woman of choice? At my time of life, I, I, I'm definitely a MILF person okay. rather than, rather than a, you know, the teens have, have long passed me. Okay. Does she have lower uh, limbs? You're going, you're going, you're going for the bag milk. <laughs> but what she has to, I'll go for the bag milk. But what she has to do halfway through is take one of these and oh, have a few shit, puffs he's on got one too. Wait, wait, hold that up again. I missed it. This is it's like, too, look at this. We're all part of the, the queen. We all, we all I think we're colors. ready for the, you know, Jake and I have been playing this game because we've both been sick for like so long. So we downloaded this zombie game. I, I sent it over to Stu. I don't know if he's playing it, but yeah, we're ready for the zombie invasion. <laughs> we, Stu, we, why do you have an inhaler? Well, when I get, usually when I get a cold or flu or, Something like that. Quite often, I get a chest infection, so it's reserved for those uh, those couple of weeks of the year it's, when I'm feeling under the weather. It's prescribed to you. It's prescribed, but uh, I usually I usually get my daughter because my both my daughters, uh, sorry, my son and my daughter have uh, asthma. So mm-hmm. if I run out, I take them to the doctors and say, "Can you give them a prescription for inhalers?" <laughs> Because theirs is free. Really? I have uh, um, yeah, yeah. $70 with insurance. That's really? Copay. See, yeah, mine, was, mine, was, mine was 10 bucks. Uh, Jake, uh, anyone under, I think it's 21 here, uh, gets their medicine for free. Um, nice? But I, I have insurance. And uh, uh, we have confirmation that uh, Vince McMahon is 73 years old. 73. And 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 listen, I'm not about to go try it. And I'm a good twenty, I don't know, five, twenty three years younger than him. Um, I would not be stunned. Even even in an act of fun on a trampoline, <laughs> you wouldn't take the Stone Cold Stunner. Fuck no! I'm too old for that shit. I have a hard enough time getting out of bed in the morning. 
Now, now Stu recently posted a, a wrestling, a British wrestling match. Would yes. you take? Would you take a big, a big like avalanche or whatever it is, a body slam from from the the big haystacks, dude? I think that is Jerry <laughs> Blackwell. Is who I think that is. What's his the, name? The giant haystacks. The big yeah, haystacks. Hay, but, but, but haystacks. Yeah, the, yeah giant haystacks. Giant haystacks. But haystacks Calhoun uh, died in like the uh, the sixties. Right. It wasn't the original. Uh, I think that was Jerry Blackwell. Uh, the, the, See, the with crusher. our wrestling back, our wrestling back in the day, giant haystacks and Big Daddy only really had one move. Probably between them. I watched that entire match that you posted, and I don't think they actually did any moves. No. They kind of just went off the ropes and rammed into each other a couple of times. That was basically it. Yeah. Who's going to lose? Whose knees are going to give out first? (laughs) (laughs) But I used to go back in the day when I was probably about 10, 12 years old, I used to go around my grandmother's every Saturday afternoon. And we would stick the wrestling on. And anyone that got to fight Haystacks or Big Daddy, they would do all their moves on them and try and slam them and punch them and grip them and all that. And they would just stand there like a bloody tree. <laughs> so so that, that basically in England, uh, Big Daddy uh, versus Haystacks was like Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. It was like the two behemoths. Right. Was it, what, what, what did they, yeah. what did they say what a, all the what, time? What a the terrible force meeting the immovable object. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's, what, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what Jesse Ventura would say all the time, or Gorilla Monsoon. Remember the time that Big John Stud, he's like, I'll give 10 grand to anyone that can uh, uh, power slam me or whatever it is. And the only one that could do it was Andre the Giant. It was Andre the Giant, right. That was uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan who had that, who had that out. You had the bag full of money at every match. And I remember when I was a kid, I used to go watch matches with uh, Andre the Giant and Junkyard Dog, rest yeah. rest both their souls in peace, uh, versus Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy. I think the only one alive now um, is, 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 is King Kong Bundy. But yeah. then as Andre went on, I don't know how they put that fucker in the ring. Because he used to have to hold on to the rope mm-hmm. to hit somebody. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, when he was when he was a young man, he was he was fairly physical for a giant. He was, yeah, yeah. I saw something like something about the the evolution of of Andre, and and they showed really early matches, but he was in the ring and he was you know, bouncing off the ropes and he was just a big dude that was bouncing off the ropes and making all these moves. And I guess as his disease, cause he, he, he did have the disease of gigantism. So I guess as his disease grew, um, he became less and less mobile to where, you know, he only did again, like haystacks or, or, uh, whatever the other dude was called. He could only do a couple of things. Big daddy, big daddy. Yeah. He could only do a couple of things like, you know, late in the, in his career, unfortunately. Now, now the, worst thing for, the worst thing for Big Daddy's real name was Shirley Crabtree. <laughs> really? <laughs> His real name he was, was like a wow. he was like a five hundred pound gorgeous George. Yes, <laughs> yes, gorgeous George is exactly what he reminded me of. Now, did you ever see the movie uh, Henry Winkler, The Lover? Or the wrestler, or whatever movie it was, Henry Winkler no. was a wrestler. 
Like like the Fonz you're talking about? Henry yeah, Winkler? Yeah, no, no, no. Winkler? Someone Google uh, the Henry Winkler wrestling movie. I'll find it for you. Hang on. You guys talk. Okay. I didn't know. I, you say Henry Winkler. I'm thinking of the Fonz. Well, he I'm, was the Fonz. Yeah, but I remember him in a wrestling movie. Hang on. I'm going to tell you. Okay. I saw him in a film the other night. I don't know what it was. It was playing on TV, and I thought it just... I think of Henry Winkler... Uh, Wrinkler as the Fonz, and that's it, really. Well, and he was like, someone, it was someone's grandfather in it, in this film. Yeah, I'd say he he does like you know later on in his career after after Happy Days, uh, especially like I think more in the nineties uh, or early two thousands. He, he had some, he had some good uh, move, you know. He had some good funny roles. Like he, he played really well. In, in he played comics. a he played a music teacher in some in one movie. He was the music teacher trying to save the. The music program. I don't know if it was School of Rock or I think it was School of Rock. No, it wasn't it wasn't School? That was Jack Black. No, no, but he was he was the he was the the the, the music teacher that Jack Black was trying to uh, save. Oh no, no, no! It was the one where Jack Black was the UFC guy. Oh, I don't remember that one. Okay, that's another I, one. The name of the 1978 film, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is called mm-hmm. The One and Only. Really? And, I, don't, uh, I don't know that film. And Henry Winkler uh, played several wrestlers, mm-hmm. but uh, interesting was actually directed oh. by uh, Carl Reiner. Believe it or not. Anyway, back to the XFL really quick. Um, of course, we remember that it was a failure. It, it didn't go well. Do you remember the USFL? Of course, that's where. Um... Doug Flutie played. Uh, Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker made his name in the USFL and then, then went to the NFL. Um, I remember the, the the Generals was was the new. It was the New York New Jersey Generals. Yeah, I actually, I thought that was going to take off at one point. Now, is that the same league that had the London Monarchs? Because the, the, there was a world football, I remember at one point, and I remember seeing Barcelona mm-hmm. uh, playing the London Monarchs. Do you remember that, Stu? Well, I know the London Monarchs are, but no, I don't remember that particular. I don't, I, I don't know well, what I don't, that league was NFL, called. The NFL has NFL Europe now, so they have teams all throughout Europe. I'm Googling again here. Yeah, so so I know the NFL goes to London a couple of times a year to play, you know, NFL games, but they also have an, a league called NFL Europe. It's in London, it's in Spain, it's, you know, various countries, and they do get some guys from NFL Europe that eventually will come and play in the NFL. Here it is. There was a league called the WLAF. Um, it was operated in 91 and 92. Mm-hmm. It had six U.S. teams, one Canadian team, and three European teams, including the London Monarchs. Hmm. Uh, They played their home games, Stu, at uh, Wembley Stadium. And in 1991, they won the first World Bowl at Wembley, beating the Barcelona Dragons 21 to nothing. Nice. There you go. There you go. We are full of fucking trivia tonight. (laughs) (laughs) 
no educates me on my my own team. There you go. I, I honestly, I just remember seeing it uh, as a kid on you know like Wide World of Sports or whatever the fuck it was. And I'll, I'll tell you the, the the one league that nobody really thought would take off, but 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 really has taken off and and it's holding its own is arena football. Oh, I love arena football. Is that still going on? That's still going on. They 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 they're going strong. I mean, they're they're really holding their own, and they're <clears throat> they're not trying to compete with the NFL. They're just their league, a league of their own. Yeah. Where I think the other leagues, like the the World Football League, the USFL, the XFL, all tried to compete with the NFL. And obviously, they're going to fail when you go up against the NFL. Arena Football League is just a league of their own. They're like, hey, you know, we're just doing our thing. And the other, the other one, that, really well. The other one that survived it, and I don't know how because I've been to games and it's absolute shit. Uh, is is the CFL, uh, the Canadian hey, those fucking football Toronto league. Argonauts? Uh, it's just the most brutal. I see. I love NFL. I, I enjoyed watching the games on the weekend, the drama, you know, Tom Brady raising up as as, 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 as the fucking Phoenix from the ashes and all that shit. Um, but I like NCAA. I like the college. Same as basketball. I don't watch any basketball except for college. American college, like U.S. college. I can't stand college sports do they have canadian uh, no obviously i know they oh, have yeah canadian we have we have canadian sports, yeah, well, but is yeah it, there, there's like is it, 30 30 people <laughs> at a game well, that's what i was going to ask because here like you know college basketball and college football are huge is it that way in canadian colleges no, do they, no. Are, now if you go to even a high school hockey game um you'll you'll have you know 15 2000 10,000 people. Right. But that's hockey. That That's, yeah, yeah. but football, I mean, we, we only get three downs. Um, you know, you fuck up on the first down. You're, 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 you're fucked. And you got what? 110 yards instead of a hundred yards. Yeah. You so and yeah, like, you have, you have less downs and you have to go further. And, and you have like, is, isn't the, 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 the field like eight and a half miles wide? Yes. It's like a it's ridiculously huge. wide field. It's a very offensive. And when you kick a punt, if the guy doesn't run it out, you get a point. Really? It, it's like playing <laughs> fucking badminton. It, it's, you know, it's, I hate it. And I'm Canadian. I absolutely hate Canadian football. I don't know why they don't adopt. The game is played with four downs on a 100-yard field. There's rules to be played. Right. I'm a Canadian, but rules are rules, right? Right. And then you got yeah. Stu with the, the guys running around over there without even any equipment on. And they all That's get in a circle and, and, like, hug until someone farts and the ball pops out. That's rugby. That's a, Rugby's a brutal sport. That's a fucking... They're nuts. Yeah, they're crazy. Well, you've it's, only got to take a look at their their faces and their ears. Uh, yeah, they're all they're you know, their nose and ears and yeah, they're all fucked up. I don't know who they're trying to impress, and then you have the other people that go, "I'm too lazy to fucking walk to hit the ball. I'm going to ride the fucking horse and hit it with a croquet fucking polo." Uh, <laughs> uh, and how do you win that game, Stu? Is that like some Harry Potter? Uh, 
<laughs> that I've never, I've never seen a, a polo. And then they take it on water as well, don't they? The water polo. Well, well water well, polo is an Olympic that's, that's sport. That's an Olympic sport. Yeah, that, that's a little different. Yeah. The guys are fucking treading water and throwing a ball around. The one in England, you guys have your, like, you know, I, I don't know. It's like you, the guys that used to hunt foxes all of a sudden to say, let's, let's play croquet on top of our horses. Yeah, it's a skilled sport, though, isn't it? I have, uh, maybe to you. I, um, <laughs> I don't, I've never played well, it. I'll give you. I'll well, give I can't you, ride horse, let alone let alone hit a ball. <laughs> well, see, I now I have a question. Going back to rugby, I have a question: Who's worse in your experience? Do rugby hooligans or soccer hooligans? No, it, I don't think there is uh, rugby hooligans. Oh no, I thought there were. No, the rugby, people at rugby go there to watch the rugby. As far as I know, right. as you know, I'm not really a sporting fan, but football is is terrible, uh, you know, for the hooligans. Yeah, they want to. They, they literally they, want to kill each other. Well, they burn their stadiums down. Like my kid plays soccer, and it's the only reason I watch it is because he's a keeper. So I go and I watch, and I'm learning about soccer. But I watch over in Europe, and they're fucking nuts. It, it, yeah. it's, like, mean, it's like, what's that James Conn movie? Now. Uh, they're trying to ban it. So, you know, like uh, a lot of these hooligans going to international games have been banned. And if they're spotted, they get arrested. And Well, I, you know, I remember there, there was the one, we had the World Cup here in, in the U.S., 1992, four, whatever year it was. Yeah. <clears throat> and Colombia was playing the U.S., and the U.S. beat Colombia because the, the, the Colombian dude scored on his own net. They, they say it's an own goal, right? You know, he, he mistakenly put it in his own yeah. net. He went back to, to Colombia, and they killed him for it. <laughs> he got, he was murdered yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, holy shit, it's well, just a fucking let... game. Oh, but people take it seriously. He's let his face down, are not he? Yeah, his country. Then... And then listen, guys, in the in the chat room, <coughs> excuse me, they're asking about curling. Cur- curling is the most ridiculously fucking stupid. Any sport that you can go to Home Depot and buy a broom and you're <laughs> in the sport is not a sport. Holy shit. They roll this fucking they, they, one per there's nine people on the ice to do two things. One person slides this big stone thing with a hook on it down the ice. The other one's sweeping in front of it. Sweep! Like, oh, make sure there's no dirt there. So there's 16 people yelling something. Sweep. I don't know what they're yelling. Faster! Oh, my God. Curling <laughs> okay, but stupid. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to tell you, though. And, and, and Stu has sent me, like, screenshots when he's sitting at home and shit. There is nothing more ridiculous then 40,000 people in an auditorium in, in England. 180! <laughs> I love watching darts. I, but how yeah. do you see what the guy is fucking throwing from the top of the auditorium? Well, they watch it on a big screen, don't they? But don't those people get behind their their player? Those fans are brilliant. Shit, is that a and, and and the guys sit there, and they've got mugs of fucking beer, 
in no, their when, room. And when they come on, they're like, you know, when the boxer comes on to, you know, here comes a hot stepper or whatever their anthem is as they come in. But these dark players do the same. But it's not quite the same there with the beer. It's more like orange juice or uh, some kind of power drink rather than beers these days. Oh, they're, they're, they're yeah, with probably cocaine in it or something. They, no, but in the in the day they'll be drinking like the same with snooker. They'll be drinking like you know vodka and tonics and seven or eight pints of beer. I I was going to say if you're watching darts or you're playing darts, the only thing you should be allowed to drink is beer, because I'll tell you what I'll be in a bar and I'll get you know. It's a pop game, it, isn't it? it, it I, I, I'll absolutely be playing uh, what's called cricket in, in for darts. So it's, yes, you, count, yes. you go around you the world. all the yeah. numbers and then you count yeah. up to 300. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I'll absolutely be playing uh, cricket in the, in the bar. And if I'm lubed up just enough, or I've had just, uh, just enough yeah. beer, yeah. I'll hit everything. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll, just I'll go up against the, the pros. The, just to yeah. hit the zone. <laughs> You're in the zone. You you have yeah. just enough alcohol in you where you're loose enough, but you're lucid enough to 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 get the bullseyes and the triple twenties and all that. And it was, but it was the same with snooker. And I don't know about Paul over there, but it was the same with snooker. They used to sit there and they would drink, you know, spirits and beers yeah. and whatever, and and they would be smoking twenty cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And it was just like they were in the pub or in the snooker rooms. I don't understand. It's all totally gone. Now, now see, to, over, over here ball. we over here we play eight ball. Yeah, well, eight ball, you, and you'd have a couple of beers, and it Stripes loosens you up, like you yeah, say, yeah, it loosens absolutely. you up, absolutely. and and it loosens you to that extent where you can you focus right. Mm-hmm. You're you know you're relaxing when you're taking the shot, yep. but you are still focused. I'd rather I'd rather kill zombies. I, I honest. Uh... I don't know. We all have our own sports. All right, listen, folks. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break here. We'll we'll play a uh, we'll play a couple of uh, commercials for you, and when we come back, we're going to talk about um, the Tide Pod Challenge, and we're also going to talk about uh, Netflix, uh, Netflix, and chill. I just got Netflix and chill, but I, I have something to talk about with Netflix. I know you do. I'm just trying to find where the fuck is everything. Alright, we'll be back. Hey guys, you guessed it. Alan Elsa here. Got something to say to us? No problem. Give us a call on the cave hotline and leave us a message. 209 315 Five 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 one. That's right. Two oh nine three one five 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 one. Cave Crew Radio. We want to hear from you. Oh, hello, ladies and the gentlemen, and cave dwellers in general. This is Choo Choo Stew, and I'm deep in the hallows of London, England. I want you lot to stop taking a piss and join the Cave Crew Radio Facebook group, please. And while you're at it, look us up on the Twitter as well. It's not rocket science, it's actually quite easy. Just search Cave Crew Radio. Also, 
have you got a bit of spare change in your wallet or in your bank because we could do with five bucks it's easy on paypal just go on to cavecrewradio.com and chuck some money in the tip jar it helps keeping the dream alive sock cuckers so don't be silly and take the mic cavecrewradio.com fuckers We're back. You're listening to Cave Crew Radio, which, by the way, is now on Spotify. And I don't know about you guys, but I had uh, I had someone tell me the other day that, uh, uh, hey, DK. And I go, oh, I thought you didn't listen to the show. And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only listen uh, on Spotify. And, and now we're on Spotify. We're also on uh, the Mile High Radio Network. If you're listening on there, hello. The I-95 Sports Network, hello. The Podcast Radio Network's back up and going. Good to have you back. Hello, everybody. And, of course, everywhere else. Good podcast can be found. Our latest edition is uh, Player FM. It's one of my favorites, Stu. I, I, like, to get my, uh, I like to get my podcasts from player fm it's real easy to download and find shows and and by the way folks uh i do have a guest announcement uh once big b uh enters the fray again so we're gonna hear about uh about Stu's. um uh we're just waiting for big b i know you you went on another garbage hunt this week, Stu, we're going to talk about that. Oh, here he comes. He looks like he's ready to throw darts. Ladies and gentlemen, back to the fold, uh, Big B. So I am here. I'm just lining things up here, Big B, for the remainder of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have, um, we we want to talk about the Tide Pod Challenge. We'll do that in a few. Uh, Stu does have another uh, uh, a treasure find. Great. We're going to go to you first. Uh, and, and, and then it's Stu's turn tonight to play Would You Rather. Right on. So we did that last show. But we have a, a special guest. Our first guest of uh, 2018 uh, coming up next week on the show. Um you might be able to shed some more light on this, but he is a uh, he's an author and he's a uh, paranormal researcher in the New York area. Uh, Mr. Uh, Jason Medina is going to join us on the show. Can you shed a little more light or? Yeah, he's a, he, <clears throat> well, he's a good friend of, of producer Al. And uh, he's he's a, a ghost hunter, basically. He's a retired uh, NYPD police officer. And uh, now he focuses his efforts on uh, being a ghost hunter and being an author. He's published a few books already, and they all take place, like, in asylums or something like that. Um, and it's all about, you know, ghosts and, and, and whatnot. So his latest book, uh, The Manhattanville Project, uh, just came out. So he'll be on next week to talk about his book, uh, prior books and uh, his ghost hunting, I, and and you know me, I'm I'm a little bit of a skeptic, 
but always fascinated. Because I'm a, I'm, I can swear I'm a, I've been seeing shadow people. I don't know if it's because I'm sick or what, but I'm 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 excited about Jason uh, coming on the show. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'm a complete skeptic. I don't believe in any of that crap. But Jason's a good dude, so uh, so yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely have some fun with him. Uh, so we'll uh, talk to him. He might tell us, yeah. you know, a little bit about the police. He's a good dude. <clears throat> the police force. Excuse me again, folks. I got lupus, so. Anyway, yeah, Jason Jason Medina next week on the show. Uh, who knows? He might even give away a book. We never know. You never know. All right, Big B, before we go into any of our other stories, uh, you want to talk about uh, Netflix and algorithms. And, and I, I pulled up a story because cause the way you sent this to me was, uh, guys, you've got to Google uh, Ruby Ridge. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I understand, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about it, and you'll enlighten us, of course, but it was a site of an 11-day siege in Idaho, uh, something about, um, you know, the, the, the guy was illegally uh, carrying guns or firearms or whatever, and uh, he had, his, he had uh, small children, mm-hmm. and there was a standoff. So how does this lead into your your Netflix and chill? Maybe this will be a regular segment, Netflix and chill. Well, there's definitely wasn't Netflix and chill. Like I didn't have anybody, you know, with my wife was at work. I don't, I don't, I'm not having an extra mild affair. It was just me sitting here watching Netflix. Chilling. Chilling. Yeah. Okay, if you want to do it that way, sure. I was sitting here watching Netflix, chilling. And uh, what I like to watch on Netflix is a lot of... Uh, Either documentaries or true crime stuff. Okay. Like, I'm big into, like, you know, the Investigation Discovery Channel with, you know, true crime and murders and all that stuff. And, uh, or documentaries. Like, I watched the Doors documentary. I've watched, uh, you know, Lock Up. I've watched, uh, you know, various other documentaries. So, what came on, uh, what I was, when I was flipping through Netflix, uh, for suggestions, it said, uh, Ruby Ridge. It's like, oh, okay. Let me, let me watch. I've, I've, I've heard about it. I know about it. Let me watch the actual documentary on it. So I, I watched the documentary. And for those who don't know what Ruby Ridge is, yes, it was a stand-up. There's a family in the mountains in Idaho that uh, I guess they were considered a militia. Uh, they had uh, they were armed to the teeth uh, for uh, you know the coming race war, whatever it was. Uh, much like that always happens, just like Waco or whatever, ATF and the government gets involved. Um, there's a standoff. The government uh, officials, whether it's AT- I don't remember if it was ATF or somebody else, FBI, whatever, uh, shot and killed the wife of one of the people in Ruby Ridge. So thus led to this massive standoff. And uh, when it all came down, there was court proceedings and whatnot and they were found to be innocent the people up at ruby ridge were found to be innocent the government was found to be liable for the murder of the dude's wife um so that's it in a basic nutshell that's why i asked you guys to just just familiarize yourself with it so you know what we're talking about right right so you know what kind of what kind of documentary this is this is guns this is militia this is you know right wing stuff going on um, that's what I watched. Okay. So Netflix has an algorithm 
that based upon what you watch, they suggest movies to you. Now, I don't know, you guys, you guys have Netflix. You, you've seen this before. Yeah, yeah I don't do yeah. a lot of Netflix, but but uh, we'll talk about algorithms. Yeah. Okay, so they have an algorithm based upon your your viewing history. They suggest movies that you may be interested in. So I'm flipping down. I'm flipping down the categories of Netflix, and they got you know. Uh, TV crime dramas, docu-series, documentaries, true crime. Uh, and then they come to a category that says, because you watched Ruby Ridge. So that's the main algorithm, because I watched Ruby Ridge. Yeah, documentary. I, yeah I remember that on, on Netflix. Right. They'll suggest a bunch of movies or a bunch of documentaries or movies, whatnot. Like uh, there was something for the KKK, something for Waco, something for... Um, Oklahoma City bombing, uh, some movies or whatever. And as I'm flipping through, I was like, oh, hey, this might be interesting. This might be interesting. What the hell is this? Of all these things, so because I watched Ruby Ridge, and I just described to you what Ruby Ridge was. It was a malicious standoff with the U.S. government. It's a true-life thing that happened in Idaho. And again, my suggestions are like the history of the KKK, the Oklahoma City bombing, uh, various other terrorist things or murder things and right smack dab in the middle of this is the Santa Claus. <laughs> With Tim Allen. With Tim Allen. Yeah, the Santa Claus. Because I watched Ruby Ridge, you might be interested in the Santa Claus. Well is, Tim Allen is, Tim is, Allen was was or is in some ways, a vigilante. How? Well, he was arrested for plot possession or whatever the fuck. It was in 1972 or whatever it was. Because I watched Ruby Ridge, I may want to watch the Santa Claus. <laughs> That's I don't a know great... if Santa Claus is arming Those are the best movies. Form a militia. I don't know what this has to do with Ruby Ridge. Well, there, there, there is one of the Santa Clauses where, where, where the, um, I don't know if it's Jack Frost or whoever it is, and there's that robot Santa uh, that's actually Tim Allen, and they revolt. But that's not this. Well, I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna show the camera the picture, and I don't know if you can see it. But you're going to see it right there. Yeah, I see. Says, Santa Claus. Be, because you f- watched Ruby Ridge, it's the Santa Claus. <laughs> Maybe that was their What algorithm does Netflix have where they associate Ruby Ridge, the KKK, the Oklahoma City bombing, and the Santa Claus? Maybe it's their wild card or something. Now listen, we're, we're also we're we're dealing with millennials now, right? So I, I'm I'm quite sure there's a lot of liberals out there that believe that Santa Claus is absolutely evil. I'm not even. Or, it wasn't or, even or bad a rebel. Santa. No, yeah, it, it wasn't even bad Santa. Like you know, something to that effect. Like you know, at least bad Santa was a drunk and you know this dude that was robbing fucking a mall. No, it's the Santa where Tim Allen turns into literally Santa Claus. Right. But but in a way, think about it. Think about it for a minute. In a way, no one believed him. Uh, uh, everyone was against him. He had to save Christmas. He had to decide if he wanted to go to the North Pole or not. 
Mm-hmm. Right? It's along the same. You know, algorithms are very smart. Right, because I can see how the similarities of him going to the North Pole and people not believing that he's Santa Claus to an armed militia family that wanted to kill government officials. Yes, I can see that. That, that right, makes perfect sense. Think about the original Santa Claus story, the, the, the way back to the one with the puppets, with the Burgermeister. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris Kringle was considered a, a villain. And, and he had to sneak down people's chimneys uh, uh, to give toys to the little kids in, I believe it was Germany, uh, because the Burgermeister uh, banned all the toys. The algorithm kind of follows. So I guess maybe instead of <laughs> coming down the chimney to give toys, he was giving ammunition? He was giving boxes well, of shotgun shells and, and whatnot? Is that what we're talking about? No, but, but, but because see, I don't see how, because I watch Ruby Ridge, here, hey, maybe you'd be interested in the Santa Claus. Well, look, maybe they're saying, dude, you need to lighten up. <laughs> you need maybe to lighten it. up a little bit and, and, and get a little bit of laughter and a little <laughs> bit of love in your heart. Maybe that's it. I have no idea. I just, I just found that incredibly odd. Do you want to chime in on that, uh, uh, Stu? What you have to watch as well with these algorithms is, uh, like when you have Netflix and you need to have each family member assign their own login on it. And I think you can do that. The last time I had Netflix, you could. So I'd set one for the kids, one for my wife and one for myself because you don't always want them to know what you've just watched and, and suggest films along those bases. So when the kids sort of go on to put their Disney cartoons on or whatever it is, they don't want to be, not that I watch that much on Netflix, but do you know what I mean? You're, so those you're, you're like my wife. My, my wife recently watched that, uh, 50 shades of, I have no idea what the second yeah. 50 shades is. I imagine yeah. the algorithm on that would be something like, uh, you know, Tommy Lee and, and what's her name on the boat? Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or China as a green Hulk. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing in my house. Nobody watches Netflix, but me, my son watches you, those shitty YouTube videos all day long. My oh. wife, uh, my wife actually just prefers watching yeah. the science channel because she likes all that shit. I'm the one who watches Netflix, and especially now that I have all this time on my hands, that's all I'm doing is watching documentaries. And the stuff that I'm into is true crime, and like I said, true crime, murder, whatever, you know, stuff like that. So where the Santa Claus comes from, I don't know, because I don't watch anything else. You should watch it. Give it a chance. Because I watched Ruby Ridge, I should watch the Santa Claus to make myself feel better, I guess. So did you actually click on it? No. No. It was actually, it was not a bad series, the Santa Claus. I don't know. But, I, uh, I, hey, hey did know. you did you hear Murphy Brown is coming back? I well, fucking hated that show. So if, if Hollywood isn't obviously, isn't 
making it obvious enough that they have no ideas, no original thoughts in their stupid fucking brains at all. They're bringing back Murphy Brown. They're bringing back um, some other show with Deborah Messing in it. I forget what the fuck it, what the fuck it was called. They're bringing back a couple other shows just because they have no fucking original thoughts in their mind. That's why they remake films over and over and over again. No creativity. None whatsoever. Let's let's skip over to algorithms for a minute, though, because mm-hmm. when, when you originally brought this subject to me, and I, I I have this real hatred of of algorithms because no matter where I go, right. I notice on my phone, on my computer, it doesn't matter if I'm reading a news article. I bet you if I clicked on right one right now, we'd all have different advertisements. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And because of the show, sometimes we. We, we we look at bizarre things. Right. I get all these fucking ridiculous ads coming up in my Facebook. <laughs> Russian wives. Yeah, I get that quite a lot. Yeah, Russian yeah. wives. The, the monthly butt plug club. <laughs> you know, in all reality, I have no interest in this. I remember... I Googled these copper pans, cause I, and I ended up getting them for Christmas. I haven't used them yet, but I, I got the Copper Chef pans. Everywhere I go now, they're trying to sell me the damn Copper Chef pans. I've already got them, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> these algorithms, like, my phone connects to my computer, connects to, I swear to God, they're watching it's all, it's all us. Google. Isn't it? It's all Google. Yeah, but how are they watching us? Like, what I do on my phone and what I do on my computer, you know, like... I will... I, I will do, you, do you really want to know? I will tell you. It's all what's called cookie tracking. Mm. When you go on a site, whether it be on your mobile phone, your desktop, your laptop, whatever it is, you've left a cookie. Or a cookie is placed on your on your uh, account. Like Stu leaves for Santa Claus. Right. Yeah. So what a With cookie is is just basically a, a, a piece of code that says you've been there. This is what you've looked at. And when you go back, the, when you go back to that site, they'll bring up those things, right? But it's so not what just that site. Is, is like all these social media places. They'll they'll <clears throat> either buy this this information from uh, from these from these uh, third parties, or they have cookie tracking software, which will read the cookies as you go on. They'll read all the, your previous cookies and say, "Oh, this is what you're interested in. These are the ads I'm going to serve to you," and that's how they make money. So when you're looking at uh, Facebook. Yeah, they may charge you like five bucks to promote a post, but that's not how they make money. How they make money is through the tracking. So when they when they have their cookie tracker on and, and DK or Stu, you go on to Facebook because you've been looking at fucking sex robots for the show. Yeah. That cookie is placed on, on, on the server and they read that and say, oh, well, you must be interested in sex robots. Yes. Here's a sale going on from sex robots are us. Midget tossing gangbang. And that's how they make their money. Midget tossing gangbang. Whatever it is, they'll find a site, serve an ad to you. Now, if you click on that ad 
and make a purchase, that's how they make money. That's how they make most of their money, through people clicking on ads within their uh, website. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Yeah. Um, Stu. Yeah. What pops up in your algorithms? And be truthful. Well, I'm, I'm curious. No, it, it's quite boring. But I, I remember the last thing that constantly popping up was a lawnmower. Because I was checking out lawnmowers. And then the next time I got on the computer, everywhere I look, they're advertising lawnmowers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it. You're too late. It's but, like the um, Truman Show, I'm telling you. You don't know half of the things that go on behind the scenes as you're on various websites. I work for a marketing company. <clears throat> so I understand, you know, they're, they're, when merchants, merchants, they have these uh, the pixels that are placed, the, the tracking pixels, and they read the cookies and all, the, all. There's a whole lot of shit that goes on on the back end that you have no idea. You can't see it. You can't feel it. You can't touch it. But that's how those ads are served to you. Right. I don't if you go, use... If you go incognito, can they still tell? Can yeah, they still you could probably, you could probably go like uh, in a, um, what do you they, call, disguise your VPN or whatever. Well, yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're going on a different VPN or whatnot, there are ways to disguise it. But if you just if you just open a browser incognito, not so much because you still have those cookies there. That's just, I'm telling you, your I'm, I'm, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. If my wife ever opened up my laptop with the shit we talk about on this show, she would divorce me. With the fucking sidebars and ads that come up, I'll be reading a um, I'll be reading a daily Christian devotional, <laughs> and portable vaginas will show up <laughs> in, in in the middle of it. It's like Google has no. Anyway, let's move on from algorithms. Uh, Stu, you 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 went to your mom's today. Um, you had some cleaning up to do. Uh, and I did, whatnot. yeah. No, I said to her, I'd clear out a garage or attempt to make a start at clearing out a garage and and just take a few things down the tip for her, you know? What's the, the tip? Dump. What's the tip? Well, the rubbish dump. The rubbish dump is called the tip. Okay. Yeah, down the tip, yeah. Okay. Wait, is this a physical place? Like, what? Yeah, I mean, that they're... they're they're not as exciting as they used to be, but they're they're, they're all organised into different <laughs> sections now. When was the dump ever or the tip ever exciting? It's the same. I'll tell you what was exciting: the scrapyard for cars. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if I wanted a, a bulb for my car or a new gear stick knob or something like that, me and my brother would go to the to the scrapyard. And then you would just be allowed to walk in there and the cars were stacked five or six high. And you say, look, there's the same cars. I've got six high. And we would climb up, get in the car with our screwdrivers and a couple of wrenches in our pocket. And we would strip out whatever we needed for the car, for the job, you know, be it a brake caliper or a light bulb or something like that. And you get it. But it's the same with a tip. You used to go, oh, look at that. There's a bike there. We're climbing and get it. But now they're all intersections. There's wood, there's paper, there's textiles, 
and never the twain should meet each other, you know? So, uh, <laughs> never and the twain you, should meet. <laughs> and, and, and like my, my rubbish dump, I mean, this one was a pleasure to go in because our one, you've got like these guys looking at you and they're sort of, they're staring in case you put the wrong thing in the wrong section. But this one today, the guy had come out and, uh, I went, all right, mate, how you doing? I said, Look, I've got these coat hangers. Where do they go? Cause they're plastic with metal hooks. So it's a bit, you know, you're not sure where to put them. He goes, I'll oh, just put them in with the scrap metal because they've got metal on them. Fair enough. And he just wanted, he was chewing as he came out. He was just wanted to go back and finish his dinner. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating the Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> oh, yeah. your stories are the best. Do continue, so, so dear I, sir. So anyway, this was, a, I mean, I'm going to be going back there next week. But, um, yeah, but tell so us why. Wait, I had to, I had something like a I can't remember what it was. It might have been a DVD player or something like that. It was old, and I just said to him, "Where shall I stick this, mate?" He went, "Oh, you can stick that round the back. There's like a a little shed round the back where full of shelves and that, and it's like for stuff that could be reused." So I went round. Now I had a carrier bag full of stuff. Well, anyway, my eyes lit up when I went into this little shed. <laughs> and, my eyes lit up when I went into a shed in the... Boom, dump. boom, boom. Shall I show you what I got? Please. Wait, I have to pull up your camera. Hold on. One second. Hold on. I can't, oh, wait, I can't to wait. See. I can't wait to see what Stu pulled from a shed in the dump. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Was it the movie The Santa Claus? Here we go. All right. It's a plastic case. Another case. Oh, another case. We love the we love these magical cases. It's, it's a mystery case. A drill. <laughs> and it works. And it works. Now uh, is it just the battery or do you have the charger in case it runs out? No, I've got the charger over there. It's plugged in. I've got I've even got brand new drill bits in it. <laughs> And, and, and people just bring this to the to the shed at the at the tip. Yeah. yeah. So this is something it's, somebody threw away. Yeah, but it's like it smells like like burning motors. No, it doesn't. Uh, it smells quite new. Just needs a little oil and. Uh, but somebody threw this away. Right? Battery, it, that, but, that's how it ended up yeah, in the shed because yeah. somebody threw it away. So, you, you know, Big B, there is a show on, like, A&E where they go in and, and, and they, 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 they raid dumpsters or whatever, and, and treasures are to be found. I'm not into it When I told my wife, but... she, I told my wife, she, she did look a little bit, she had disappointment in her eyes. <laughs> like, she's probably like, you're so ghetto. Stu, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How long have you been going to the dump? Have you been doing it like your whole life, or did you just pick it up at some point? How long have you been doing this? No, well, all my life. I like going to. I like. I mean, I I, I like looking in dumpsters and you know things in people's <laughs> gardens and you know you can. I just like getting stuff for free. Do you, I mean, do once you... I was once I was in my car coming home from work, and I see someone had a a bicycle in their front garden. With like a sign on it, uh, please take me for free. The brakes on, whacked it in reverse. <laughs> I, 
I, I got the back seats down of the car like in about two <laughs> seconds. And within 35 seconds, I was away with this bike in the back of the car. But uh, it's exciting. It's nice. It's do you, just do, to try do and get something for free. Do you, ever, do you ever have the urge as you're driving along and, you know, getting stuff? It's always great to get stuff. We all love stuff. But you ever get the urge and you're driving along and you go, hmm, I really want to look in that bedroom window. <laughs> like, and do you ever, like, run out of the car and go, I just wonder what's in that window? It might be a dining room. It might be a naked lady showering. Um, you never know what it's going to be. <laughs> we have a show. And DK, you might know this. Uh, it's on the History Channel. It's called American Pickers. Yes, yes, I yeah, yeah. watch it. I watch it. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you know too. Okay, Stu. So, so yeah. for those of you who don't know, just the premise is two guys from Iowa. They own an antique shop. They go across the country and visit, you know, various people and try to, you know, pick out their uh, their, their collections and whatnot to, to to sell in their shop, right, or to keep from themselves, whatever they're doing. It's all old stuff, signs and whatnot, knickknacks and all this other shit. Up to cars. I mean, they've they've gotten cars. DK, what we need to do is contact the producers of this show of that show and tell them about Stu. Yes. And and send him get a show where he goes not only in the UK but he goes to America. He goes Everywhere. to Canada. There there would be the no more and picks out the gems that are inside these dumps. No one would be more entertaining on the television than Choo Choo Stew. And the Nobody. very gentle way that he tells uh, uh, the story of the gems he finds. Absolutely. I, this is Choo Choo Stew is a star waiting to happen. Yes. All we need to do is contact the producers of, I, I think, if we contact the History Channel or the producers of American Pickers. Stu right here is 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 a, the next big thing. And, and just so you know, to show you what kind of an American picker, garbage picker I am, is I own the rights to Choo Choo Stu. <laughs> so half of everything comes back to me. But at this day and age, people just chuck everything away. They throw everything away. If it's, oh, it's got a scratch on it or whatever. And where there's muck, there's brass, as they say, you know? So And see, my wife, uh, I'll, 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 I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm the same as you because you're right. One person's junk is another person's gold, right? And I'll drive along. And I'll see something, and I'll go, oh, oh, man, that's really cool. You're not taking that. It's at the edge of the road, blah, blah, blah. So my wife won't allow me to do that. I have two buddies that every Saturday morning, they go out to garage sales, and I swear, they find the coolest shit yeah. you'd ever want to find. Because I remember when... The neighbor across the street, they ended up selling her house, uh, the old lady across the street. And, and we went over there, and I bought a bedroom set for Jake for 100 bucks. This thing is more solid oak than you'll ever find in any store today. 
So I guess I'm guilty of it too. I'm not quite as uh, as active as you, but we do need to get Stu uh, out there. He's he's got a um, what do you call dash cam now, Big B? <laughs> if he if he <laughs> turn the fucker on and, and and film shit for us, this would help build the network. This would build uh, advertisers and. And, and, and people want to see this on the Cave Crew Radio Facebook page, Stu. I don't know if I told you, I, I, I drove past this house and it had a load of decking, you know, like the wood for the decking out the front. So, uh, I have no I idea went, what I, a beckon is. I went back there about an hour later and I said to the guy, uh, you throw that decking away, mate. And he went, well, you'd be doing me a favor if you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back. But to be honest, it was too much work involved because the the lengths of the wood were far longer than my car. And uh, it would have meant cutting them up out in the street and stuff. So I, I ended up leaving it. But there would have been some lovely deck in there. I, I, and listen, again, they were, I, I, I they think were replacing that, it. That shit happens all the time. I remember um, Jake. He's like 13 now. So we had this big treehouse climbing thing in the back. And the guy across the street, I had little grandchildren, and I said, listen, if you take this, it's yours. I probably spent six, seven hundred bucks on it. I just wanted it out of my yard. And then I remember, like even plants and shit. I remember uh, one time I was visiting one of my sisters. Oh, yeah, these plants are too. I'm like, oh, shit, they'd be perfect in the backyard. And you dig That's what I mean, like. What one person moves on from is another but, person's. Uh... Look, I'm sitting here a, on a solid oak table, right? It's a really, really nice table. It was brand new when we brought it, but it might as well have come from a dump. Do you know why? Because she has covered it with a tablecloth ever since we've had it. So what's the point? <laughs> You're protecting a table, right? We're protecting this table. So wait a minute. From you're, you, you're not sitting on a chair. You're not well, sitting, sitting on a, on a, on a, a bench. You're, you're, you're sitting, sitting on, on a table. table. But so, so you're like levitating. You're 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 levitating in the air right now. <laughs> you're sitting on a but fucking not, table. I have I have a question. Can you not have... find an office chair somewhere in your in 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 your hunt? Believe you me. <laughs> He's looking. I've now I have a question for you, Stu. Yeah. In your <clears throat> travels, when you're looking at dumps and looking at people's garbage, is there actual yeah. competition? Like, you know, is there a lot of people doing this? No, because you're in my local one in the dump. You're not allowed to take stuff. They tell you, no, you can't take it because it's. Like in the olden days, you could take it. You're doing them a favor. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, they say as soon as it's out of the car, it's ours. So like, I've said to a bloke before, well, you're not throwing that bike away, are you? He said, yeah, yeah. No. I said, there's nothing wrong with it, mate. It just needs a tires pumped up or whatever. And then I've had the bloke come over. No, you can't have it. And I said to the bloke, we'll leave it in your car and go around the corner and I'll take it off you. Give it to a kid or something. You know what I mean? Give it to one of my kid's friends who hasn't got a bike. 
So but there's not it's a lot a, of it's like illegal. You're, you're going to the dump to look for stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> you're telling me it's illegal there, to right? steal junk. No, but well, they've caught on. They've caught on. The, the joy has gone out of the dumps, like in my area, because like I said before, we've got a shop. So they keep the cream for themselves and, and sell it on. Also, they have like a like a pawn shop or something or or a resale. No, it's a dump shop. I mean, it's only cheap stuff. That's where I got that. Um, did I show you the car valeting kit that I got for like three quid or something, three pounds? And uh, I don't know. Where I had that you, nice you, case, you know. Oh yeah, that was the first case. <laughs> you pulled out more yeah. magic cases than uh, fuck. <laughs> All right, listen. I let's move on. I should try. See what you can get. Let the, let's move on. Uh, we fully encourage you, um, as much as Big B and I love the allotment, uh, I, you you should also consider doing a British tour. Because Big B and I don't want to see the London Bridge. We, 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 we don't want to see Stonehenge. We could care less about Robin Hood. We want to go garbage pick, picking at the tip into the allotment. <laughs> That's why I always said he needs a uh, <clears throat> a, a GoPro strapped to him just for one day, so we could see a day in the life of Choo-Choo's too. It just refurbish a double decker bus, and say, this is the true London adventure tour. Never mind Big Ben. Who cares what the Queen's doing? You know, waddling her hand up in the air. Whatever. Go on the Choo Choo Stew bus and you will see uh, the heart. You go jelly yield fishing and, 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 you know, stop for some fish and chips at the pub and meet Toothless Bill and, uh, you know, off to the allotment, off to pick garbage. I think it would be a great day. I definitely pay 50 pounds uh, for that. Absolutely. <laughs> I think you'd be... Uh... All right, guys. This was sitting last week, and we never did the show. We, get, we we really, really, really need to talk about this. Apparently, and this was a meme, 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 whatever you call it, that came out in 2013. And now there are actually children, people, millennials whatever they are, taking what is called a Tide Pod Challenge. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was a kid, and I swore, I remember one time, I was probably like seven, uh, my mother did indeed wash my mouth out with soap. Mm -hmm. It tasted terrible. And God rest her soul, I still have a pretty foul mouth. What in stupidity, in in any kind of sense, is causing people to eat these fucking things? And we're not talking, you know, protect your your your, your little two year olds, put locks on the cupboards, make sure everything's put up safe. We're talking young adults eating locks. And who started it? Who started doing it? Well, there was a meme, I guess, or meme, or whatever they call it, in 2013. And, 
And obviously, this is what these kids do is is they find these things. They, they, they you know, they're like time capsules from from the past or something. I don't know. And one kid does it, and the rest have to fall. And like I say, it's not just kids doing it. It's adults doing it. Um, well, it's 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 mainly like millennials doing it, right? Because you know that's who does these dumb shit things. It started from, <clears throat> from it may have started earlier than this, but from what I remember, it started with the cinnamon challenge. Now, for anybody who doesn't know what the cinnamon challenge is, uh, they take uh, cinnamon, not cinnamon sugar, but just pure cinnamon, put it on a spoon, and eat it. The thing is that you know thickens your uh. you know, your airways and everything. It could kill you. Uh. You're not supposed to eat raw cinnamon. Yeah, you, uh, no, you, you choke. Yeah, basically. Uh, so that's where all these challenges started. Uh, it wouldn't, got, wouldn't uh, it go back uh, to when they used to like uh, put a rope around their throat and masturbate? Well, that's like that's the dude from In Excess and the dude from fucking Kung Fu. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. What's his name? David Carradine from David Carradine. That's Kung how David Fu. Carradine died. He had a fucking rope tied around his neck yeah. in his closet because he was jerking off. I think I'll make a better orgasm this way. Right. Well, uh, the dude from In Excess too, Hutchinson, whatever fuck his name was. Yeah. He did the same shit. Yeah. Michael Hutchins. So, so anyway, so back to the soap. Name? Back to the soap. Michael Hutchins. Michael Hutchins, yes. So so anyway, so I guess that's to me that's where all these challenges started. It may have started before I, I but to me the cinnamon challenge is where it started. You have these variations of different challenges. The most famous one I think is the ice bucket challenge, which didn't hurt anybody. They would No, that, that you know what? That less. that that actually I have no idea where the money actually went, but I mean I don't know where the money actually, actually went either, but you know that, that actually wasn't, that wasn't took a off locally. Thing. Like local people would do that, and they'd say, right. "I challenge, I, I dump ice on my head, and I challenge Brian." No one's right. getting hurt by that, unless the ice is sharp. Right. No one's no one's getting hurt by that. Right. But then fast forward to this year, and I guess, and and the only people that are doing this are these stupid fucking retarded millennials. Yeah, they're taking the Tide Pod challenge. Now the object is. The, the detergent tide, they have these pods that you throw in the washer, the wrapping dissolves, the, the, the detergents are released, and they wash your clothes. There it is. It's brought up on, 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 on Cave the camera. Crew. You're watching on YouTube. You can see it. Tide Pod Challenge. Those are Tide Pods. What these dumbasses are doing are taking it and biting into it and eating the detergent. Right. Why? The detergent is poison. Yes. But then again, I look at it as it's natural selection taking its course. So please, all of you stupid fucking millennials, eat as many Tide Pods as you want. I'll provide, if you want to dip them in ketchup, if you want some mayonnaise <laughs> on them, I'll give you some salt and pepper. Eat as many Tide Pods as you want. Kill yourselves and and let us live a millennial-free life. Now, it's not like you're, they're getting high on it or anything, is it? No, well, they're you just know what? fucking idiots. You know what? I remember like when we were kids, uh, there, there was my one neighbor. He got us all to sniff gasoline. You know, mm. I have gasoline for the, for the lawnmower. 
This right. is really cool. We we probably did some stupid shit too. We sniffed like that rubber glue. Yeah. Well, I knew somebody. But I've that, never guess, put fucking poison in my mouth. I I knew somebody that uh, that, and you guys should should have had these back in the eighties. They were the blue kind of ice packs that you if you pop them, they turn cold. It had a liquid right, in it. Right. Yes. Yes. They still have. You didn't have to freeze them. You just pop them. You just take them out. And you you crack them, and then we still have them in our first aid kits for. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so it's the same. It's the same thing. I had one kid uh, on my in my little league that drank one, that went to the hospital and you know was almost poisoned to death, um, and that's basically the same thing as what this is. You, you're eating detergent. This is this is poison. This is stuff that takes. If you shit on yourself. It removes the shit stains. <laughs> and you're eating this. If you please continue. I hope you all fucking die from it. And then there was one kid that was smoking it. Well, yeah, and that's the, that's the, that's the the part 2 of the Tide Pod challenge is now they're smoking it. So now they cut it open, they 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 have a they light up their bong, they get it uh, they get the the, the Whatever it is, the piece nice and hot. They pour the liquid on it and they smoke the Tide detergent. Mm. No sense. No sense. What they are fucking stupid. And please, I'll say it over and over again: eat or smoke as many as you want. Please, fucking kill yourselves so we can live a millennial-free life. Yes. If you're that. <laughs> If you're that fucking stupid, you deserve to die from eating a detergent. All right, listen. um, I do have one story. I'm trying to watch the clock because I want want to go to Stu for Would You Rather to close things out here. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, Dave the Clone from the Hollow Nine Network, the guy that does uh, uh, Tangent City. Yeah. that I'm acting in, in his audience. And I'm drama. still available for, you know, just hey, saying. Hey, listen, um, Dave, Big B, Choo Choo Stew, if you need some uh, characters from for my guy to kill or something. Uh, just saying, I'm available. I know, hey, I've told him. Anyway, he posted this, and I, I was thinking, you know, there's really no good stories out there, but I saw this, and it, it really caught my eye it comes from uh, rawstory.com mm-hmm. and the headline reads Tennessee man flips car five times <laughs> after letting Jesus take the wheel <laughs> a Tennessee man told police this week that Jesus personally came to him and told him let me take the wheel and drive on your behalf the result is that his car veered off the highway and then flipped over five times. Tennessee Highway Patrol officers say that when they arrived on the scene, 33-year-old Chad England was speaking gibberish. Kind of like... Of course he was. Yeah, what are those people... Uh, uh, fuck, it's not coming to me. It starts with a P. It's a church. Presbyterian? No, fucking Presbyterian is <laughs> no. talking. It'll come to me in a minute. Police say that England was obviously under the influence of drugs at the time of the crash, perhaps Tide Pods. 
although the man apparently refused to take a blood test. Um, the search of his car revealed six grams of marijuana, six grams of cocaine, a pipe, rolling papers, and three quarters of an empty bottle of Crown Royal. Nice. <laughs> Police arrested him and charged him, among other things, with DUI, uh, felony possession of a Schedule Two for resale, possession of blah, 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 blah. Now, listen, I, I pray. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that carries baggage, and, 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 and I pray. But I'm not ever driving down the highway and literally saying, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Now, was he maybe listening to the Carrie Underwood song and taking it literally? Jesus, take the wheel, please. I don't, I don't, I don't have that to play. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't have that to play. I, I just thought that story was extremely, yeah, but could you, seriously, you know, ah, uh, God, I'm a little drowsy. It's a long drive. Keep the family safe and uh, I'm going to let go. <laughs> As long as no one else was hurt. And, I, uh, yeah. I guess, you know, the Lord does say that the path is very narrow and bumpy. Especially if you let Jesus take the wheel. Apparently, Jesus can't drive for shit. Well, he can, think he, 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 he should have there was no cars back then. Jesus, Jesus can apparently turn fucking, uh, you know, fish into bread or whatever the fuck he turned into. He can turn water into wine, but he can't drive on the fucking highway for shit. There was no cars back then. He learned how to walk over water. Fuck that. If you can walk on water, you can drive a car. I don't know. But maybe he should have just started off slowly, like, you know, 10, 20 miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, this guy must have been doing 120. Should Jesus have taken driving lessons? You know what? I think, I, so. I think the maybe guy... Maybe should have gone the... to the DMV. I think that's probably what the guy thought. He goes, I'm late. I need to get somewhere. And Jesus, take the wheel, took his hands off the wheel and hit the gas pedal. And he was probably driving. Where was where was the fucker from? Tennessee. It's all fucking mountains. Have you ever done the I-75 in Tennessee? I have not. They, they, they've got those fucking ramps where the, where, where, where the trucks pull off. <laughs> I see. I I just think if Jesus would have gone to driving school, taken his five hour class, the five hour defensive driving class, I think this dude would have been fine. I think Jesus is at fault because he can't fucking drive for shit and doesn't have a driver's license. I don't think he's at fault. What I think is he's busy with all the other shit that's going on in the world, and he doesn't have a second to take your fucking steering wheel. He'll he'll uh, he'll heal you. He'll 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 help you financially. He'll guide you on the right path. But you don't just say, uh, "Can you drive, Lord?" Because he can't. He can't fucking drive. Everybody has a fault. That's his. Jesus can't fucking drive. Maybe All he had right. a stick shift and couldn't figure out how to fucking sh shift from first gear to second gear. I don't know. All right, listen, we're running out of time. It's time to play. Would you rather? And this week, it's Stu, Stu, 
Choo Choo Stew's turn. Stu, are you ready? We're going to ask you a, uh, a series of uh, short questions. And okay. don't don't think about them. Just whatever comes into your head. Okay. Would you rather be forced to wear wet socks for the rest of your life or allowed to wash your hair only once a year? Well, that's no good. He's got no hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's got no hair. That's a I've got some hair. Hair. I've got I've got a full head of hair. It's just uh, I keep it at bay. I keep it's, it short. It's just on your pillowcase. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll do the uh, the washing the hair bit. I think. So you'd hate wet socks. What else is there? Would you rather have a finger as a tongue, or have tongues as fingers? Oh my god. A finger as a tongue. Um I can see lots of uses as a for a finger as a tongue. <laughs> and uh, so a tongue as a finger. A tongue so as a finger. You'd Wait, rather okay. have your, your so your tongue would be a finger. So would I have if my would all my fingers be tongues? Yes. You would either have your fingers as tongues or your tongue as a finger. Now, Stu, keep in mind, you work in the oh, subway. If you have fingers as tongues, you taste everything that's yes. in the subway. Yes. yes. I would have little... uh, my tongue as a finger. Okay. Imagine that, ladies and gentlemen. Oof. <laughs> that's what I'm imagining. This, this is, is a good one. We tried that once. <laughs> Choo-choo, Stu. Would you rather shit bricks or puke slugs? Ew. So imagine uh, the pain of that. Well, I, sh I shit more than I puke. So I'll go with the slugs. Oh, he'd puke slugs. That would be... Oh. Yeah. I'm That's still having nice, the nightmare of Stu telling us the story of the fucking uh, thing going down to the crematorium. <laughs> if you actually puke in slugs, you would end up actually... Because it would just keep making you wretch. Okay. That is true. We, we have a couple more. Would you rather pee yourself in public once a week or shit yourself private daily? Now, I, literally, like shitting your pants. Uh, and when you say you pee yourself in in public, is that like... Everyone sees. <laughs> well, I, I, I imagine anyone that looks in that general uh, direction. Uh, I, I think I'd have to shit myself privately. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just keep some clean clothes around. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What would you well, do, Big B? I would piss myself once a week. Why not? <laughs> I, what am I going to shit? If you shit yourself, it's all over your fucking underwear, your pants, your fucking... It's probably on your shirt, on your back. That's nasty. You just piss yourself. 
Yeah, but I'd do it when I was at home, so I'd just quickly get changed and showered yeah. or whatever. And just throw yeah, it in the water. There's still disease in there. That's, that's, you know, urine is sterile. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm sure urine is as dirty as shit. No, urine is sterile. We'd have, is to get a, we'd have to get a sign. Okay, a couple more here. This one's a little easier for you. Would you always have to tell the truth or always lie? I think, well, you got. I'd have to always tell the truth, I think. Although probably always telling the truth gets you in a lot of trouble, probably more than if you lie. I always learned from my dad. A lie is something malicious, but there's a fib. And sometimes fibs protect people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a good one, Stu. Would you rather have your body found in a pile of sex toys or have everyone you know see your browsing history? Can you say that again? What was the first one? The first one is, would you rather have your body found in a pile of sex toys or would you rather have everyone you know see your browsing history? So I imagine it, that's if you die. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I'll let them see my browsing history. Oh, my God. You're a brave man, Stu. <laughs> Last one of the night before we go. Um, oh, this is pretty cool. Would you rather be in a real-life version of American Horror Story or be in a real-life version of The Walking Dead? Definitely The Walking Dead. Really? You'd want to fight, yeah. fight yeah. the zombies? That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Just for a couple of weeks. I told you, I'm playing this zombie game with Jake and my fingers hurt. <laughs> At the end, man, like you are, these things are fucking relentless. But you he, gotta, here's the one thing I never understood about zombies: if they're dead, how do you kill them? They're not alive. You have to they're shoot dead. them in the head. But they're dead already. I know, and, and if you shoot them anywhere else, they like regenerate and they come out. So mm. you 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 have to. Um, and I was never a zombie fan until. All of a sudden now, my son is into zombies. So I'm sure we're going to be watching like Night of the Living Dead and all that shit. Because I've never been a zombie guy. Because those movies bore the shit out of me. Because they just keep coming and coming and coming. You got to shoot them in the brain. I was never into zombies until The Walking Dead. But I mean, even that's got, well, that's got a bit tiring now. But The Walking Dead, uh, I'd love to, to live in that for a couple of weeks. You do yourself fucking silly, man. I'm telling you. I got no energy to stay. You, It's not like hunting a fucking deer, Stu. You shoot it. I know. And then, yeah. you know, you, oh, okay, shoot it. Go make your tuna sandwich. Go, go to the tip. Do whatever you got to do. And next thing you know, the thing's back up going. Ah. <laughs> I'll be in a little helicopter flying about. 
like a, a uh, what do you call those? A drone. <laughs> you have yeah. drones. Yeah. I don't know, folks. Uh, I'll, I'll, they, they don't use their common sense a lot in these um, Walking Dead series and all these zombie series. Everyone drives about in an old bad car. If you're brave enough to play, would you rather hit us up at uh, cavecrewradio at gmail.com? We'd love to have you on. Actually, I think we should do that like on a regular basis. So when uh, Jason comes on next week, we will ask him, would you rather? Sure. I think he'd be up for it. Just an ongoing thing. All right. Let's name the show. Uh, Big B's been doing a lot tonight. You got anything on there? Me? I have uh, the algorithm of the rubbish dump. Algorithm of the rubbish dump. Along the same lines, I've got um, hitting big at the tip. Hitting big at the tip. Uh, in the chat room, they say Stu's Salvage Show. What do you say? Well, I've gone for something different. I've got uh, Santa Claus's Militia. <laughs> oh, I like that too. Okay, so now is the time we go around the room. You vote for your own or you're going to change Big B. Uh, I was going to go with with yours, uh, but then I heard Stu's, and I I really like that. Santa Claus is militia. (laughs) I do like that. There's a vote. Um, I'm going to make it easy for you tonight. I... uh, I do like hitting it big at the tip, but I do like Santa Claus's militia. That should uh, catch some ears. So unless you want to cast a vote against yourself, Stu. No, no. All right, kids. Uh, Santa Claus's militia it is. Um, very informative. And uh, I know we haven't been on for a few weeks, but I think uh, we packed a lot of good information into the show. Sure. And hopefully everyone learned something or or, or was entertained. Uh, all right. Uh, Big B over at uh, Metal Thunder Radio. Where can we uh, find you? Metal Thunder Radio live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on Cave Crew Radio and repeated on uh, Mile High Radio every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as uh, the podcast uh, 1027 WSNR every Thursday night at 10. Are you on the podcast network or no? No, just uh, 1027 WSNR. All right. And of course, uh, uh, Cave Crew Radio is uh, not live, but uh, on repeat every Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern on the I 95 Sports Network. And Sundays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on milehighradio.com. We are also on the Podcast Radio Network Saturday nights at 8 o'clock. 
And, of course, live here Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern on com. And, Stu, are you ready to spill the beans yet? No, 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 no. There's no beans being spilled. No beans yet. Okay, Stu's no. been chit-chatting with me about something he's got in the work, and it's, nice. it's, not, it's, it's not the pod train. He's, he's working on something big, but you'll have to nice. stay tuned. Next week, Jason Medina's on the show. Make sure you come back. And um, until we uh, see you, uh, share this with a friend. Make sure you go to the Facebook page, by the way. Great group of people over there. Um, well over 2,200 strong, and they have a lot of fun all week long. Until next time, we're out of here. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up!